This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Houston ducks under. Got it. Creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yankees win. Yankees win. Well, baseball's back. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's funny because I was planning on doing a Yankees podcast tonight. But it wasn't going to be because baseball was back. Um, I had planned on for a while starting up this, as you can see by the, t- by the title, I guess like mini-series. Where we're going to be diving into some of the Yankee prospects. And um, tonight's prospect, we're going to start. We're starting in no particular order. And I don't know how long this series will go. But the first... You know, episode, I guess, mini episode of this mini series. We're going to talk about Austin Wells, Yankees catching prospect. But it's funny, dude. Yeah. I did not, I was just planning on doing the Yankees tonight. And then I looked down at my phone. I'm on my way home from, from, um, what do you call it? From the bank. Looked down at my phone. And. I think I'm on Instagram. And I see MLB on Fox post that baseball is back. And I'm shocked because I thought obviously the whole like the tone of everything was so negative. There were, you know, some rumblings earlier this week that they were closer, but then I feel like the next thing I read was like that they weren't that close. So like there was just a negative tone around everything. And this kind of came out of surprise to me. But I'm happy. We didn't spend any time talking about the actual lockout. The whole collective bargaining agreement. On the show. Because that to me. I don't care about that. That bores the shit out of me first and foremost. Second of all. I just don't care. No, I I just don't care. I just wanted baseball. And that's what we talk about. We talk about the actual sports on this show. We don't talk about the business aspect of things much. But fortunately, that's all behind us. And we're going to get a season. And the season will begin on April 7th. Which is not bad at all. Um, now this morning, before I, you know, before the news came out, that the lockout was over, I saw that they planned on canceling two more series to make it four total. Now, I don't know if that's... I mean, if they're starting on April 7th, that means they're only going to cancel the initial two. And I'm sure that... I I was hearing that they're going to make that up in doubleheaders and whatnot. So we're good. We're most likely going to get the 162 in. 
I'm a little iffy here because I hope they don't do that playoff format that they were planning on doing. This ridiculous 14-team interesting format. There's more to it, and I don't like it. I don't know what's wrong with the format that we went back to this year. You know, the normal wild card and your two wild card teams in each league and your division team. Teams. I love it. I don't think it needs to be tweaked. There's so much, like, man, I'm telling you, people change shit just for the sake of changing things and, and, and wanting to feel cool about it. That's what all that sh- this change is. So much of change is, is so useless. It's just to say we've progressed. We've done this. <laughs> I like if, if there's no problem with it, you don't need to change it. And I, I really enjoy this current format. So hopefully it's the normal format this year as far as the postseason goes. But whatever. I'm happy baseball is back. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. And you're listening to, or maybe watching, BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. We do Yankees every series, Knicks every game, MMA on the weekends. If you've not yet subscribed to BD4, be sure to do that right now. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, Castro, SoundCloud, many, many, you know, of your usual listening platforms you can find BD4 on. You can also watch BD4 on YouTube. So if you want to watch the video format of this podcast, go to YouTube and search BD4. Make sure you like it. Subscribe to the channel if you're there. But if you're listening to BD4, and maybe you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure, don't forget, to give us a five-star rating if you like the show. And if you want, also give us a review. Guys, I'm on social media too. If you have not yet followed me there, you can also do that if you'd like. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. I spend most of my time on my Facebook content page, um, live posting about the games, the Knicks games, the Yankees games, ranting and, and bitching and whatnot. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Post a lot on my stories, and I post, I publish um, actual posts every time I put out a new episode. Or every time I write a new article. If you want to find my blog, go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Once you're there, search the Bomber Bacher blog. And you can subscribe to my blog. Be sure that when you do subscribe to the Bomber Bacher blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, use promo code 6A2841ERJC. This way, you get access to every single article. You get a discount, $7.99 a month as a subscriber. You get a discount if you buy merch. It's a great deal. So, ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Search the Bomber Bocker blog. Probably going to be more of a shorter episode tonight. Because we're doing a prospect 
um, breakdown, prospect profile. I'm going to do one player each for these. All right. And again, this is in no particular order, so I'm not exactly ranking them or going by whichever rankings have came out already. I'm just randomly going throughout the prospects, some of the bigger name prospects, some of the prospects who you hear a decent amount about. All right. So let's get into it. Episode 337 of BD4. Again, welcome to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. We'll head to our first break. We'll get back. When we get back, we'll start off with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day to get your brain working a little bit. And then we'll get into the episode. Stay with us. We'll be right there. Hey guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast, and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone, Instagram at Rob J Carbone. So to start off, to get your brains working, for episode 337, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, in 1993, which Yankee was the only baseball player inducted into the Hall of Fame? In 1993, which Yankee was the only baseball player inducted into the Hall of Fame. So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. Any podcast platform, whichever ones you can comment on. I know you can comment on YouTube or whichever other platform. Maybe you want to comment or message me on social media, Instagram and Facebook. However you can reach me, reach me. Let me know the answer. And if you get the answer correct... I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode, your handle. Um, If you get it incorrect, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the right answer is in the next episode. So let's get into it, guys. We might as well get right into it, not waste further time, and talk about this. First of all, I am so happy baseball's back. 
Okay, so before we even get into our prospect here, I'm just happy baseball's back. It's 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 the best season in terms of just like the time. I I, I love the time between like right when the Super Bowl ends. That's usually when the torches pass and, and the weather starts to, you know, you'll you'll get some good flashes of good days here and there, which like tease you. And then you get closer to March, closer to April, and then you're there. And baseball season's there. The sun's out. And the first month's a little cold, but that's all part of the fun process of it. And then you're underway. Spring weather. The sun is out. The grass is green again. I'm getting a little too cliche here. But it's my favorite, man. Baseball season at the, at the start. It, it, these is... It's actually the start of baseball season is one of my favorite times of the year. And the end of baseball season is also one of my favorite times of the year. Like around the fall time. Because that's when everything kind of meets together, all these sports. But I'm happy. I'm happy, man. I spend 162 days a year watching this Yankees team. (laughs) Complaining about them. Um... I give them credit when they're when when they deserve it, you know. But I enjoy watching them, and I'm I'm gonna be going to some games for sure. It's been a while for me. I haven't been to a game since the whole thing with COVID. Um, and I, and you know it's looking like all these mandates are being dropped, so it should be easier to get into a game. Hopefully the ticket prices aren't sky high. I know they've been, but um, yeah, man. It's going to be a hell of a time. 162 games. And uh, I'm ready for it. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully things go smoothly. And um, the season does start on time as it's expected to now. Or, you know, April 7th. Whatever. So let's get to it. Baseball's back. I'm happy. You're happy. Let's get to it. We're talking about a prospect tonight who is very interesting. Very interesting to me. Because the Yankees obviously drafted Anthony Siegler in 2018, who was a catcher. They drafted this prospect, Austin Wells, who we're going to be talking about right now, twice. And obviously Gary Sanchez has been massively disappointing year after year. So it gets you thinking, right? Is this, you know, some insurance for when slash if, emphasis on the if, because you know the Yankees like Gary, they ever do give up on Gary. You know, it's the second at the time when when, 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 uh, Austin Wells was drafted as the 28th pick in 2020, That was their second catcher in the first round that they drafted in the last two, in the last three seasons. So, you know, it's no mistake. Austin Wells is a big dude. He's 6'2", 220 pounds. He turns 23 years old in July. Again, he was selected the second time in the 2020 draft as the 28th pick. 
earning a $2.5 million signing bonus. And his ETA at the moment is 2023. So next season, he's expected to be ready for the big league squad. And, you know, from what I'm reading about, and I'm watching some film, there's very limited film of him, but I'm reading a lot about him. The Yankees are buying on the bat here. That's what they like. They like those bat-first type of catchers. They've always liked that type. Look at their history of catchers. And they drafted Wells twice, so there's ob- again, there's obviously something to like about this kit. Let's get to the page here. I want to pull it up if you're watching the pod. Here we go. A little prospect profile. So, some of his strengths. Austin Wells. I think the first thing everybody likes to point out is his bat. He's got lefty pop. The second thing everybody likes to point out is his plate discipline. And another strength of his, as you can see on the screen if you are watching the podcast, is his speed. So lefty pop, plate discipline, and speed. Those are the three strengths I have down here on the screen for Austin Wells. I think he's a... So let's go over it. Obviously, you got the lefty pop. You know, he's got power to do some damage in Yankee Stadium. Um, but what I really like is that he's not just a swing and miss guy. Swing for the fences type of guy. This is a kid with quality pitch recognition who controls the zone very well. He'll take his walks. He's got a smooth, quick, but very under control lefty swing. And from reading about him, everywhere I read, every site I go on says the same thing at how he utilizes all fields with the bat. He'll go to left, he'll go to right, he'll hit in the gaps, he'll hit straight to center. A line-to-line hitter. So he's got decent contact hitting skills. He walks a lot. And he's got some pop. What's not to like about that for a catcher? Here's what also stood out. He can run well. Like I said, he's got some speed. That, to me, is awesome for a catcher. You know, I mean, when we think of Gary, we don't exactly think of Gary as an agile catcher who can move around. (laughs) You know. And he gets a ton of praise within the organization for his outstanding work ethic. Does Wells. Very motivated. A lot of heart and hustle. And also, you don't see that much with old Gary. So, a lot to like. This is a kid who was labeled by scouts as the best power-hitting lefty in his class. He did a ton of damage in the Pac-12 Conference, won Freshman of the Year in 2019. He also won the Cape Cod League Prospect of the Year Award in 2019. In two seasons at college with Arizona, Austin Wells batted a robust 357 with the 1,036 OPS. Last season, in the spring and summer, 
in 103 games with the Tampa Tarpons, low A, and the Hudson Valley Renegades, high A. He combined to bat 264 with a 390 OP uh, on base percentage, a 476 slugging, and an 876 OPS, an 867, sorry, OPS. He slugged 16 home runs and had 73, 76 RBIs. He hit 23 doubles, 5 triples, and was 16 for 16 on stolen bases. That right there is, again, that's the speed. And, you know, we were just talking about his plate discipline. 71 walks which is a 15% walk rate given his amount of plate appearances and uh, 117 strikeouts which is 25% K rate so he does swing and miss some but he makes up for it because he's a good hitter and he's a discipline hitter takes his walks has power can put the bat can put the ball spread the ball all around the field last fall in the Arizona Fall League um, and an 18-game sample size, he hit 344 with a 456 on base, a 578 slugging, and a 1034 OPS. He had two home runs, 18 RBIs in the 18 games, five doubles, two triples, and a stolen base. 13 walks, 16 Ks, giving him a 16% walk rate and a 20% K rate last fall. So I like what I see. I like what I'm reading about. The flaws in his game, um, his biggest flaw, he needs work defensively. He's not a great receiver. Now he's smooth as a receiver, and uh, he's got a below average arm. The arm strength isn't stand out. And he started having elbow problems in high school. That's something that's always been a concern of his. And there's been talk of having you know, him switch positions. He can play some first base um, or he can play some left field. Now you have to think as a catcher, tough position, ton of wear and tear on the knees. That's going to diminish some of you know his athleticism over the years. Right? That'll take away some of that speed. And if we want him to be at his peak, and if his bat is what the Yankees are really buying on here, it's probably best to shift him somewhere else so we can reach that full upside. If so, if you do that, and he performs better somewhere else, you might have yourself, and this is where that player comp comes in handy, you might have yourself a Kyle Schwarber type of player. Right, everybody, every Yankees fan knows who Kyle Schwarber is. He, his name has been linked to the Yankees. I feel like ever since he was drafted or, or, you know, picked up by the Cubs. Um, so maybe you got one potentially here in Austin Wells. Kyle Schwarber's a decent NBA uh, MLB player. Now I've also heard that he's been working with instructors and he says he's molding himself defensively 
to kind of be like Sal Perez. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but, you know, reading the article that I was reading earlier on AJ.com, Wells was saying, you know, his biggest defensive strides that he's made so far has been in the receiving aspect. He says it's night and day from when he was drafted back in 2020. So I think his ceiling overall, if this kid, Austin Wells, can stay healthy and peak out offensively, you maybe have yourself a capable you know, average to maybe slightly below average corner outfielder. I think this is a kid who can hit 250 and above. Maybe gives you an OPS in the 700s somewhere. Maybe tops out in the low 800s. Maybe 15 plus homer power. At best, 20 plus homer power in Yankee Stadium. And I'm going to say somewhere between 60 to 70 something RBIs. You know, and that's good for a catcher. You know, it's good. I I am a big fan of um, any prospect catcher that we have in this system because I'm I'm, as you all know, I am done with Gary. I am ready to move on from Gary. Um, so Austin Wells, that's pretty much all we've got on Austin Wells. Interesting, interesting. Um, tidbit at the top of the show, how I mentioned that um, the Yankees drafted two catchers now since 2018. So we'll see. And I think they have another kid down there who's trying out catcher. Josh, um, I don't know how to pronounce this kid's name. It's like B-R-E-A-U-X. You know, that's usually pronounced way different than it's spelled, so I'm not even going to try to butcher it. But I think he's trying, from what I'm reading about, I'm pretty sure that kid's trying to play some catcher too. Matter of fact, let me look this up to make sure I'm saying, to make sure I got the right kid. But yeah, uh, Austin Wells, hopefully we can see him sometime soon, see what he's got. Hopefully he has a good year down below. Josh Bro, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. This kid is 24. Josh, he was a, he was a second round pick, pick number sixty one. He is a catcher. Okay, he's righty. Double A. Okay. Yeah, so they also have this kid. Maybe we'll talk about him in one of these episodes. So yeah, like I said, dude, the more the better. Catchers that we got working on their games down there, because I'm ready, you know. Certainly ready. <laughs> All right, let's finish this thing up. Let's get to our um, let's get to RJ's parlay when we get back from break. All right, stay with us. We'll be right back. So BD Four is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, 
many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. All right, folks. Now, if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review, if you so please. So once again, this is if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. Thank you. to the show again i am your host rj carbone you're listening to episode 337 or maybe you're watching episode 337 of the podcast we're going to finish this episode up right now with our rj's parlay our second edition our second time doing rj's parlay um let's get right into it RJ's Parlay. <laughs> Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's big parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night. That's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. Tonight's parlay, we're doing it on this Philadelphia 76ers New Jersey Nets game. Um, that's actually happening right now as I speak, so this parlay is not done yet. It's the first quarter. It's 26-15 with four and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. But 
we can still preview it, talk about what I've got going on here. So, this is a big one, so it might not hit. It's a lot of legs, a lot of picks in here. I've got Philadelphia covering the official plus nine and a half spread, which I found surprising. I've got the over on 219 and a half alternate total points. I think the the official over was somewhere in the 230s. I have Durant over 24 and a half alternate points. Kyrie over 14 and a half alternate points. Embiid over 24 and a half alternate points. Harden over 14 and a half alternate points. Durant over one and a half alternate threes made. Harden over one and a half alternate threes made. And then Durant over three and a half alternate rebounds. Embiid over nine and a half alternate rebounds. So there's a lot of picks in here, but most of them are pretty conservative, right? Most of them are definitely conservative. So it's you know it's possible I could hit this. And the final odds on this parlay are plus 424. So it's a big one, man. So we'll see what happens. And it's going on right now. I'm going to go friggin' watch this game. And um, it's, 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 it's a big one because James Harden's playing his, uh, you know, the second team that he left because he was unhappy. <laughs> He's playing his nets. Um, I don't know how the Sixers are plus nine and a half. Did I hit an alternate and not realize? But I'm pretty sure they were plus nine and a half on the spread. And Embiid's playing. Harden's playing. I mean, I guess I know the Nets are healthy right now, but that seems like it's a big disrespect to Philly, who's been hot with Harden. I don't know. But that's it. That's RJ's parlay for tonight. That's my parlay. Hopefully we hit. You'll know by the time you're listening to this podcast if I did or not, because the game will be over. So as I'm recording, it is Thursday, March 10th. Thursday night, March 10th. I'm going to try to get this episode out right now, so there's a good chance you're also listening to this the earliest Thursday, March 10th. Alright, so that's all we got. I'll see you in the next episode. we got a lot coming up. We've got the Knicks, obviously, the normal schedule. But we're going to talk about, we're going to try to get to uh, the UFC 272 recap, which we've still yet to do. And then we'll continue to do this little uh, Yankees prospect profiling. So tonight's episode, episode 337, did a little Yankees uh, prospect profile. Yanks prospect profile, Austin Wells. Yeah, Austin Wells was the first one tonight. And we'll be moving on to another guy soon, another kid. We'll be uh, scouting, going over his profile, telling you a little bit about what he can do, what he's got. So that's it. That's all we've got. Be sure, guys, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, we're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, many other listening platforms. Watch the podcast on YouTube and subscribe there. Um, If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on social media, RJ Carbone on Facebook, at Rob J Carbone on Instagram. You can follow along and subscribe to my blog, I write a blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Just go there, search the Bomber Bacher blog, subscribe. 
using my promo code 6A2841ERJC to get full access to my Knicks and Yankees content articles and a discount on my merch. So thanks for stopping by, guys. That's all we've got, and I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.